stuff. 741 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Kate Meehan is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Joins us on Fridays, most Fridays at this time, to talk about pop culture. Uh, Kate, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, let's start with, because you and I talked about it last week, and I want to kind of find out where we are. I have not really been tracking the story with Diddy, but uh, I did see that he has now resigned, I guess, as the chairman of Revolt. Have there been more women come forward? Where where does this kind of stand right now? There are definitely rumblings. There are, um, you know, there's people, media people going back and digging up old interviews, old footage from people that were close to him. Um, things that were said, accusations that were made that nobody gave any, any credibility to back in the day, and all kinds of things are coming out. There's also been a lot that's come out about the girl group that he had put together for making the bands called Danity Kane, and his old bodyguard, um, a woman that worked as his assistant, several people came out and said that you know, his goal was to put them on TV, but also to drug them up and traffic them and sell them oh, to God. his friends. So and and some of the girls have spoken out because basically what was trying he was trying to do behind the scenes amounted to that so they've kind of verified it. Um, what is interesting though is that it was presumed that Cassie, while she took the deal, she didn't sign an NDA, and now we found that the New York law has changed in the last couple of weeks. So if somebody has filed a harassment charge against you and and you know taken you to court and gone through all the motions. If you deal out and you decide to pay them off, you cannot force them to sign an NDA. You can pay them, but you can't shut them up. So she has not signed an NDA, which means she can tell her story wherever she pleases, as she pleases, if she chooses to. And it seems to be thought that she's actually going to, at some point, start to talk. Wow. And I did not know the law had changed like that. And since she has come forward after the law changed, there wouldn't be like an ex post facto or a breach of contract kind of issue in that. And that, I love that. I love that you cannot force somebody or even get them enforce an NDA after yeah. you make a settlement. I mean, I get why somebody would still pay off because they think it's cheaper than a court would rule, but um, that allows the truth to come out in spite of the payment. So, wow. Yeah. And God, some, some of that stuff is just awful to think about. We also have um, Shannon Doherty, who has said that cancer has spread significantly, but she's still doing stuff, right? Yeah, I think people like to hear the updates on her because you don't get one too often. But she is still fighting, and not just fighting, but finding a way to still work and thrive to some degree, which makes her sort of an example. So um, she has a new podcast coming out. And that's going to be through iHeart. And, you know, she's doing a little bit of promotion for that. And she has interviews and things coming up. And and at the same time, she's confirmed that, you know, a couple months back, she had said that the cancer had spread to her brain. And now it has spread to her bones. So her health Mm. is declining, but she's still working and still thriving in at least that part of her life, which is interesting. You know, it's it's also not what we expect to happen. We expect people to kind of go away. So it's nice to see that doesn't have to be the case. We uh, we had a, a couple of really weird news incidents this week. Um, I don't know if we'll get to be able to talk about all of them, but one was that Robert De Niro was going to give a speech at an award ceremony, and Apple, the makers of the movie that he was representing, censored his speech that he was going to rip on Trump about, and they changed it on the teleprompter at the last minute. Do I basically have this right? Yeah, he was at the Gotham Awards and um, had a speech put together, and there was 
a rip on Trump. There was also a rip on the entertainment industry that probably had some shreds of truth to it. And they did. As he was giving the speech, they, they censored him. And he spoke out immediately after the speech was over with. He went on the record to say that these were not my words. They cut my words out. And, you know, it's important that people realize that, you know, censorship is alive and well. And even at live events, when you're being, you know, spoon-fed what you're supposed to say, there's always somebody that can change your words and, and change the tone of what you're trying to deliver. I can only imagine how, first of all, it'd be very disconcerting if you didn't know the changes had been made and you're supposed to read the teleprompter or whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah. this is not this is not my beautiful house. These are not my beautiful words. You know, like, <laughs> what's going on? Give me a big suit and let me fall down in the water. But just what a bizarre circumstance, and for Apple to you know censor him like that was weird too. The other weird story is this, the, the story about who asked the question about Archie's race and skin color. And I guess, what is it, a Dutch publisher came out with a version of the tell-all that included the names of Kate Middleton and Charles II, but then because there's a libel law, it was not supposed to be in the book, and so it came out, but it didn't come out, and Piers Morgan had publicized it, and so now the allegation is that it was Kate and the King who asked the weird question about his skin tone. Is this basically right? Dude. If we were asked, we would have put money on Camilla, right? Right. We would have put money on Camilla. And it apparently was not her. And you know what, though? I feel almost bad for thinking that because you know what? She knows what it's like to be the black sheep in that family. She knows what it's like to be judged by them. So I almost feel guilty thinking it would have been her because it makes sense that it actually wouldn't have been. But yeah, Charles, of course, but Kate Middleton wrote a letter to Charles asking what they were going to do and, you know, what his thoughts were. And I think that's shocking, but it also explains a lot of the conflict between her and Megan. Yeah. Yeah. A lot lot of it. So do you, do you, a lot of the the bad reactions and everything. It totally makes it make sense. So do you, I mean, do you take away from this that, Kate was just asking a question that she didn't realize had racial implications, or do you take away from this that, oh, no, that Kate, I mean, you know, she's... I don't know that she has a racial issue, but but the, the monarchy is known for being very racist over the years, over the, the you know, bajillion years. That is their legacy. So it would certainly come into play, and she might have been looking for guidance on how to proceed, we don't know that she would actually approve of that line of thinking, so we got to give her a little bit of room there. She might have just been asking because she's a very by-the-book, don't-make-a-mistake kind of royal where she doesn't want to make them look bad. So she might have just been looking for some guidance. But, you know, the racial implications are all over that family history. Yeah. So it was certainly tabled and... Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I was stunned when I thought it was her. I, I was too. I thought, oh my God. I mean, King Charles, uh, pff, no duh. <laughs> right, that didn't surprise me at all. Well, Kate Meehan is no. our pop culture editor at dailyboom.net, joins us on a Friday. Kate, as always, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.